Blog Talk Radio. Intelligent, 
highly intellectual NFL aficionados joining me. I've unmuted their phones. They're all on now. K-Star, Dr. Drain, and of course, my younger brother, JB. Gentlemen, welcome to the Madden Voice. It's on, baby. What's going on, fellas? Good evening. Good evening, fellas. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Did anybody watch the Pro Bowl? Uh, I might have watched half a quarter. Yeah. I watched all zero seconds of the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah. Yeah. I was very disappointed. I, I, yeah. How how are you disappointed? What what were your expectations for it? Last year's game was better than this one. That actually yeah, played real football was, last year. Yeah. yeah. They were actually they were actually tackling, not bear hugging. It wasn't tag. Like really they were making tackles. This year yeah. if you got caught in the grass for all of two seconds, they blew the whistle. I was like, Wow, um, I'm not gonna watch this. What else? Go ahead if you suggest me. I, I thought the same thing, uh, Dr. Train. It reminded me of this the the Pro Bowl the year before they started to do the whole fantasy thing. Yes. It yeah. looked like it looked like that all over again. These guys it's, it's, are so worried about injuries in a game that doesn't matter crazy. that it just dilutes the game. And it's even, time to get rid of it. It's even over. Even Jerry Rice was asked for them to be more physical. <laughs> it, it's time. It's over. I mean, if these guys ain't – I get it. You don't want to end your career in a Pro Bowl game with a broken leg, torn Achilles, torn ACL. I get it. You know, I understand in theory. But at the same time, you play the same style that got you in is what all the fans want to see. And, you know, I'm just so disappointed. You know, and when you have guys like, you know, Chris Carter and Deion Sanders and Jerry Rice and Michael Irvin, legends of the game that have acted as coaches for this thing. These guys laid it all on the line when they played. You know, these guys, they didn't they didn't leave anything in the locker room. And just to see the, the, the pathetic showing, you know, Michael Bennett running through the line for, you know, come on, man, really? It's over. I won't watch it next year if they do this again. I won't. I, I have said for years since the game started going downhill that they should turn it into a skills test, you know, a skills test. I used to love back in the day when they would have the NFL fastest man competition. Bring that back. You know, quarterback, who has the strongest arm? That's always something to talk about. Who's got the strongest arm? You know, that that kind of stuff, the highest vertical leap. You know what I mean? Stuff like that is stuff that we always debate during the season anyway. So why not have some kind of skills contest, you know? You know, I, I don't know. Or or if you're going to go touch, then make it a touch game, then do seven-on-seven seven touch football for charity or something. You know, at least we know ain't going to be no hitting because we know it's flag football or something. But this is just ridiculous. You know, to to, to you know, we all tune in. I know I'm talking a lot because I'm just disgusted. But, you know, we tune in because pretty much most of our teams has at least two or three players on it. So it's like our last opportunity to see our players play. And then we get and then that's what you show us. That's what you give us. Yeah, it's it's got to go. It's got to go. Tony and I won't watch it. If they do this next year, I won't watch it. 
All right. Yeah. Let's move. Let's move on. So, um, Cam Newton. We're going to talk about Cam Newton separate from the Super Bowl. Okay. You know, obviously we're going to cover the Super Bowl. And remember, this is the Madden Voice, 347-838-9525, 347-838-9525. Catch us on Twitter, at the Madden Voice. Go ahead over to Facebook, facebook.com, backslash the Madden Voice, or just go ahead in that search box, type the Madden Voice, or just go on Google, Bing, Yahoo Search, whatever your uh, preferred um, search engine in, and type in the Madden Voice, so you'll bring it, bring it right to us. Um, but Cam Newton was interviewed and it was it was it was interesting that um you know i i i feel the need to clarify something because i have been very hard on cam newton this year but i've been hard on cam newton because um i didn't like the early celebrations i didn't like being, you know, 10 minutes going to fourth quarter and you're celebrating because you're up by four touchdowns. Yeah, of course, that's, yeah, that's, that's, you know, how it is. You open up a web page and it just, it's going, it's going to do what it does. Anyway, um, that's why I was hard on Cam Newton. Uh, I was hard on Cam Newton early in his career when he would hang his high head, hell, he, hang his head and put towel over his head and that kind of stuff. I was hard on him. Um, but what I've been hearing over the last week, man, I just and, – and the hard time that he's getting, I, I don't condone that. That's not the direction I was going in. I'm going to play a little clip, let y'all hear the clip, and then we're going we're gonna to take it. We're going to talk about it on the other side. Check this out. How does this compare to your experience in the Auburn in the last game? Is it similar? I mean, obviously college program. Nothing is comparable to the Super Bowl. Think about the keep pounding motto and where it started and where it's at today. What does it really mean to you and this team? Uh, it means a lot off the mere fact that, you know, it's just not two words to us as an organization. It's a it's a way of life. When did you know what week was it, what moment was it that you knew this team's special, this, this is it, this is the year? This week. <laughs> Truth be told, you know, everybody says, you know, we want to win a Super Bowl. And um, the truth of the matter is you don't win a Super Bowl until you're in a Super Bowl. You know, for us to um, overcome so much with this year and not be distracted, you know, come Sundays, you know, it's been great to see and be a part of too. I've been seeing more Carolina Panthers support than ever in my life from flags, posts, everything and you know truth be told you know whether you win lose or draw people are going to talk you know what I'm saying so I'm comfortable you know with the position that I'm in right now and uh you know I speak for the masses when you know we really could care less what you say it's it's funny really because I've come to this point in my life where I've been faced with so much from good bad or indifferent that I try to check myself if I'm trying to judge somebody. See what I'm saying? I think we all are, are are guilty of it at times. And if we, you know, look in the mirror or look in our own closet, we see that we're not perfect. It was only one person that walked this green earth 
that was perfect, and we know that who that is. Why do you think that you're judged? Why do you think you've become more of a lightning rod than other athletes? Um, I think this is a trick question because if I answer it truthfully, it's going to be, oh, he's this, that, or he's going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. I, I, I don't think people have seen, you know, what I am or what I'm trying to, to do, and I said that prior to me being in this situation. But when I said it then, oh, he's immature, oh, he's young, he's this, that, and the third. Like, I felt a certain type of way then. I feel the same type of way now. The only thing that's changed is that we're winning, you know, and, and, and I've said it since day one. You know, I'm an African-American quarterback that may scare a lot of people because they they haven't seen nothing that they can compare me to. You're going to hear about icon and entertainer. You're going to hear about how you celebrate. Because the national media, you're going to hear all these questions over and over. How are you going to maintain your composure, be patient? Uh, anyway, anyway, to win a football game. Because when you win, <laughs> that's going to give them something else to talk about. Okay, so what he's saying is, you know, I'm an African-American quarterback. No one's ever seen anybody like me, and thus the criticism and the comments. JB, your thoughts? Well, I mean, you you think about it, you can't be that far from the truth. I mean, granted, we've had quarterbacks like Doug Williams, quarterbacks like Warren Moon, um, guys that that even though – that when we played for the Redskins, I still looked up to them. I looked up to Warren Moon also as great football players. But they weren't the same kind of football player and the same kind of person that, that Cam is. And the thing with Cam is saying, Cam is just who he is. His, his dialect may not be spot on. He may not have the, the sharpest of, of uh uh, of the English language, if you will. He's got a bit of slang to him. I mean, but, but that's Cam, and he's comfortable in his own skin, and I don't think it, the, the masses are, are used to having someone that is an African-American quarterback at this stage of, of the season playing in the Super Bowl that has his kind of rhetoric. And, and I'm glad he came right out and, and told the truth because it, it, it is the truth pretty much. And, and he stood up and, and took it, chest out, and said what he had to say. And, and I don't have any problems with it. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Trey? Let me approach this from a um, point of view. Um, we, we all got nine-to-five jobs or whatnot. And you spend almost half your lifetime at your workplace. Um, why not be able to have fun at your workplace at the same time while being successful at it? And I was glad when Warren Moon kind of stepped forward and I saw the article where he 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 mentioned that even in, in, in his own career, if he could do one thing, he would go back and have fun. It's supposed to be fun for him. True enough, you need to you need to win. You need to get better at your position. But at the end of the day, it's supposed to be fun. And I just out that people are getting on this case for having fun. But he's winning. So I don't have any problem with anything that he's doing. Continue to be himself. So K-Star, we've had a lot of discussions on race on this show, and 
many of our discussions, you you have had a different of, of opinion. Do you believe that Cam Newton, as he's saying, is being targeted or singled out because he's an African American quarterback? Um, that that has that you know out of his own words that no one has ever seen anything like this before. Uh, yes and no. I think it's more about attitude than anything to know. Um, I think that he rubs people the wrong way. I know he rubs you the wrong way, specifically, at least with how he carries himself. I don't think it's – it's obviously in this situation with, with um, you being an example, obviously it's not because of African-American, but I know that there's certainly people out there who, um, you know, maybe it, it does rub them the wrong way because, you know, here's a guy who's showboating and celebrating and – I'm sure there are people who have some, you know, some kind of race issues of their own for whatever reason that they, uh, that you know, makes it and kind of compounds the matter. But um, I think also Ken, though, was speaking in general that, you know, it, it's it's something where people are trying to find excuses as to, you know, why he's he's being successful, um, whether it's, you know, because uh, he is who he is as far as being a showboater and, and having fun with it and some people don't like it, whether it's because he's black man or whatever the case may be, you know, people are just trying to uh, pretty much fit a narrative into why he's being successful. That's what, you know, he kind of started off saying, um, I, he hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed is that they've been winning. And he hasn't changed his approach because his approach, frankly, it works. And his approach just rubs just people the wrong way. Actually, I think that Cam Newton is a perfect um, example of the millennial, the, the millennial era as we call it, uh, taking over at quarterback and, and sometimes being misinterpreted, misunderstood, and that some people mistake showcasing for um, putting putting your for bad sportsmanship, and really it's about having fun. And I think that's what Cam is trying to do is have fun and be that kind of guy, um, and uh, and live his life under under his own accord and not what people want him to, how to live and, and how or or you know act how people want him to act. Well, let me let me clarify one last time. Um, I don't have a problem with celebrations. I don't have a problem with being braggadocious. I have a problem with poor, 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 uh, poor sportsmanship, and I do know the difference. When you are celebrating and taking team pictures and the game is still playing and the game has 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter and you're celebrating, that's poor sportsmanship. That's not having fun, enjoying yourself. That's rubbing it in. I have a problem with that. I don't care who the player is, what team he's on. He could be on the Cowboys, and I would say shut the front door. You know, like that. Just you don't do that. When the game's over, fine. When you score, fine. There are there are certain times in the game that it is appropriate to celebrate, do your little happy dance, and and what have you. You know. 30 seconds, 20 seconds, 10 seconds on the clock, fine. People start to get hyped. Game's about over. I get it. 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. There's a lot of football left to play. You don't do that. That's just that's, – that was my problem with Cam this season when that happened, and I didn't like that. Beyond that, I was very clear to say, hey, if you don't want him to celebrate, don't let him score. Um, but the problem with Cam now – is I liked everything he said on that interview. Then he came back the next day and retracted and pulled it back. I don't have that clip, but I'm going to read. It took on a wave that I kind of expected but didn't want it to reach that magnitude. That's the quote. And I saw him when he said it. I saw the interview. 
and he pretty much was saying, I didn't realize it would go run wild like that. What do you, what, what, wait a minute. You're in the Super Bowl. You're pretty much the odds on MVP of the league. You have um, as many commercials on TV now as Peyton Manning. Your team went 15 and 1. Everything you say is going to go viral. You're in the biggest sport, literally the biggest sports game of the year. You're in it front and center. You didn't think that when you said, um, you know, they, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but that they, you know, uh, uh, I scare a lot of people because they haven't seen anything compared to me. I'm an athletic black quarterback, blah, blah, blah. You didn't think you're a smart guy. You didn't think that. Come on, man. I like what JB said. He said it with his, yeah, embrace it, bro. Embrace it. He started to, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. I, 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 don't, I don't know what happened. You you had it. We You had me. I'm sitting up there saying, damn, I'm about ready to pick. Go, you know, not pick, but support Cam in the Super Bowl. He, he's coming around. I like what he's doing. I like what he's saying. You damn right there's a lot of people out there calling you Fig Newton and all of that. A lot of racist people out there that don't like what you're doing. I, you're right. And you're going to keep doing it. All right, amen, brother. I'm over here as a black man. I'm high-fiving him from Bristol, Connecticut. And then the next day he goes and retracts pretty much. I didn't expect it to reach the magnitude that it did or didn't want. Come on, man. Any comments on that? That's my problem now is he's backtracking. Any comments? JB. Did you yeah, hear this? I'm, I'm, actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because I almost forgot about it, and, and I saw that too, and I felt the same way. If you're going to put yourself out there, just stay out there. It's not one of those where you can peekaboo behind the curtains. You put it out there, just stand up and own it. That's it because he's right with what he said initially. People are going to say whatever they want to say regardless of what happens. So with that being said, that's your platform to stand on. Stand on it straight and tall and strong with your chest out. When he started to backtrack a little bit, I started to cringe because that could also lead the way for others to question his his leadership or question his his um what's the word I'm looking for? Question um the the viability of what he's saying. Question the the the, the meaning of what he initially said. And there's nothing to question from what he said initially. Say it, own it, stand on it. Just like man went to the moon. Put that U.S. flag down on it. Do the same thing. State what you got to say. Put your flag on. So I felt the same way too, T. I was I was hoping that he wouldn't go that way, but when he started talking, he started to peel it back. Oh man, no, don't do that, bro. No. So yeah, I'm with you. Just own it. That's all. Own it. Stick with it. Train, did you catch those second comments he made, or is this news to you? I heard about him. I'm I'm not gonna beat beat him up for it. You know, it's it's uh spotlight that he's in. Cam Newton's still young. And everybody's gonna criticize every everything that he do. If he say one thing one way he he's wrong. If he say the thing another way he he he's wrong. As far as I'm concerned, I just stick with his first comment. I know that's how he truly felt. I won't worry about the second second comment. That's a whole media uh frosting that he was trying to put on whatever he said. How what he first said, we we all know that's how he truly felt. True enough, you would want him to stick to just stick by it and keep his chest out, but you know sometimes you you get advised to put that little cake out there. I I don't know. It, it doesn't even really matter as long as he stays true to himself. Have fun in the game. 
get that on the football field, he has my support. Yeah, but but with respect, Train, you're saying stay true to yourself, and we're agreeing with you. Then that means when you say something, then you stick to it. You don't come back the next day and pull I, I, it back. I, 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 That's not I, staying I said, true to yourself. I feel, I feel you on that, but I'm but at the same time, I'm I'm not going to jump down this case for it simply because some of the things that, that, that when players end up coming to backtrack, it's always something in the in, in the background that we don't know about that. They need to be advised to go say that, or they 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 be advised to go try to backtrack some of their words, or try to try to smooth it out to try to keep you know keep the focus because he don't want the focus to be on his words, he want the focus to be on his team. So in a sense, I kind of understand it, but I'm not. But I'm, but at the same time, I'm not going to beat him up about it. Well, I think he made but, the focus more on his words. That's, that's, that's where I'm. That's what I'm saying before is that when you put yourself out there, this could have been great for his team because he's taking the pressure off of the team and placing it on him so that other folks don't have to worry about as much as that they, they may have to worry about before. They can really focus on football. Cam said that, oh, we can't big do 6-6-2-50 broad, so he can take that. He's the leader of the team. He can take that on. I could focus in on just playing football and being my very best because I know he's going to be the MVP. He's the leader of our team, so I know he's going to be at his very best. So that's why I, I, I'm critical of him backtracking because this was his point to really cement things, and 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 he he missed that one. That one he did miss. Yeah, I agree, and I and I think he made it more about his words by backtracking. Um, whoever advised him either way, I think needs needs to rethink. I mean, once it's out there, you're better off leaving it alone. If he if he has advisors and we're speculating, of course, that may have said, mm, you're better off just letting it go. Because if that's how you felt, like JB said, own it, you know, because I think, frankly, there's not enough pro athletes that address. I mean, you are on a national spotlight and you are you have been a target Um and, and and for the wrong reason, you know, I've seen the tweets that I looked at. I was on one website this week and looking at the things that people were tweeting. This one website was talking about him being, you know, uh, because of his race. And I saw Fig Newton and, you know, um, F and N word, you know, uh, I'm, I'm rooting against him because he's an N and this and that. I'm seeing all this stuff and I'm like, man, you know, uh, you know, everybody says, you know, we're in a racism is good better and everything's getting better and all of this and it is a black man and he ain't the first black man i mean we've had i believe he's the fourth in a row to be in a, in a be in the super bowl you know russell wilson twice and kaepernick so you know we've had this is becoming kind of common and yet he's getting attacked and and not because not not necessarily exclusively because of his antics but they're calling out race so I myself, and I hear you train, you know, I'm not trying to beat him up per se, but what I'm saying is, man, you know, you're right. This is his generation, and this is guys, you know, rolling into the top of his game. You've got everybody's attention right now. You know, the one thing, the one thing is great of a basketball player as Michael Jordan was, and he was the best ever. Um, that's the one thing that Michael did incorrectly if you ask me he always shied away from those types of issues he always shied away and you had the world listening to you 
You know what I mean? And yeah. he always never really would comment. Things would go on in in the world, and people they would ask him, and he would just pretty much, hey, I'm I'm here to play basketball. You know, he never really got political during his career. And no. You know, and and I criticized him for that. That was the one thing I thought he was a mistake. Um, You created an international Jordan brand um, that that has become, you know, arguably the largest brand in sports. You're a billionaire now. All of this was what you did on the court. Can you imagine the impact he could have had? Well, Cam, and I know Jordan is, is, is a friend of yours, and maybe he's advising you, bruh. Don't you know uh, you have you have an opportunity to address society and make a statement? And if this is how you feel, which clearly we all know, then man, own it. If you don't feel that way, that's fine. But you you seem to wear your you know emotions on your sleeve, Bruh, Man, use your platform. Use your platform, man. That's the I, I'd like to see that. I would like to see him. I don't back up. Don't be shy. Don't be timid. Say what you mean. Stick to it. You know, like they say on that show. You know, say it with your chest, right? I, I you know, I, I want, I want to see that. Or fine, then don't address it. Then just move on. You know, do the, do the. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Response. You know? <laughs> um. All right. We'll get back to Cam when we talk about the game. A couple other non-Super uh, Bowl-related topics. Uh, train, I was interested. Um, so they, they pretty much everyone's saying Calvin Johnson's retiring. Um, one, do you believe it? And two, what are your thoughts on on? And and I don't necessarily mean from a Bears point of view because I'm sure as a Bears fan, hey, great. Um, but putting that aside, what are your thoughts on it? Do you believe in what are your thoughts on Megatron hanging up the cleats? You don't want a Bears point of view. You might want to talk to K-Star, man. I don't have no other point of view. That is freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin Johnson, man, you, you, man, you the man, man. You were cold. You know, we we, we had the optimism in Peanut Tillman, but, you know, he left us and it still was killing us. So, man, right off into the sunset, brother. But, no. Seriously, so uh, serious answer, not to, not not none embarrassing as you, as you requested. I saw. Um, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but based off his retirement and the retirement of the, some of the players last season that that was last offseason that was kind of rough. Um, I saw the movie Concussion this past weekend, and. Uh, of course, the young lady I'm, I'm, I'm dating, she's a PA, so some of the medical stuff she could really, like, break down for. And after I got a full understanding and seeing that movie and doing a little bit of research on my own, and I remember when Dave Dorson shot himself, and remember when, when that came out, and I was just like, really, can you go that crazy to, to shoot yourself? I, I would never commit suicide. It can't be that bad but really not understand the medical behind it. I don't blame any player that gets to whatever he thinks he's accomplished to whatever point in his whole football career to leave. I'm not saying it's really based on, you know, concussions or whatever, but there are many ways, several ways to injure yourself in the game. And if you feel like you've done enough, 
and you feel like there's nothing else that you can do, if you have zero, that you don't really have the love that some players continue to have so they play like Jerry Rice over over 40, then by all means, I'd rather see you leave than to just start not giving a shit and going downhill. By all means, I I, I don't I don't have a problem. It it, it, it sucks as far as being a fan because you kind of want to see that. You always want to want to see that player. I mean, it was that was the one thing with playing Detroit? How how are we gonna stop Calvin Johnson? Forget everybody else. How are we gonna stop this dude? He's big. He's fast. He can catch. So now, uh, okay. Um, you know, Antoine Randall was recently quoted as saying if he had it to do over again, he wouldn't play football. Um, he's 36 years old. Uh, he's in pain. He has trouble going up and down stairs. Um, you know, and I wonder if things like that, and you hear that from a contemporary, if if that does impact the this decision, um you know, why you still have, you know, why you still consider yourself to be in pretty decent shape. Um, K-Star, your, your thoughts on uh, Megatron. Do you, do you, do you first, do you believe it? Do you think he's really hanging it up? And, and what do you think? Um, well, it's Calvin Johnson's life. He can do what he wants. <laughs> hey, man, chill. Chill, you want me to, you want me to say Cam instead? One time oh, Jesus. Right? Yeah, yeah, careful what you wish for. So anyway, um, your face, your ass. What's the difference? Hey man, if that's the case, you know I got a beautiful ass. Anyway, uh, so Calvin Johnson, uh, one of the all-time great talents we've ever seen um, from a talent perspective. Uh, From that sense, I'm disappointed because you know I just like to watch the guy play football. He's really good. Um, From a personal standpoint, though, I get—I mean, I get it, right? It's his call. It's his decision. Not you know, no one should tell Calvin Johnson he should play football if his heart isn't into it. And, you know, his body's had issues, and you know, and he's breaking down a little, but he's still performing at a really high level, but he just doesn't want to do it. And we've seen it before. We've seen it with Barry Sanders. Uh, coincidentally, same team and all with the Detroit Lions. Um, uh, Calvin Johnson, you know, it, I think actually as far as the if, it, if I buy it or not, I do think it's legit. However, there are ulterior reasons as to why it may not be legit. Um, from the standpoint in which, I guess, uh, basically, he would owe the Lions money this year. He would retire, and the next year be a free agent, essentially, if he wanted to come back and play for a contender. And maybe that's what it's about. Um, but for now, I'm just going to assume – I don't want to speculate too too far ahead. I'm going to assume that – I'm going to take him for, you know, at his word that he's tired. He's, you know, his heart isn't into it, and that's why uh, he retired. And the guy is an all-time great receiver. Um, I'd be interested in having that discussion as far as where he ranks. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so that's pretty much how I feel. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I think that there should be a way, and I don't know how to do this because you certainly want to respect contracts, but, you know, when you think about a Barry Sanders, you think about a Calvin Johnson, you think about players that realize that they're in contracts they can't really get out of, and they're with teams that ain't going anywhere, and yet they're stuck. And... You know, um, these guys are loyal. They play with the same team for a number of years, hoping that, you know, get fed a lot of promises. We're going to build a team. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And, and you know, 
nothing happens. And, you know, you just wish there was a way that, you know, you, you build in an out clause. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe, hey, you know, um, you got to pay back 10% of your contract or something. But, you know, it was a, something that gives a guy who's like, look, I've got I'm 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 pretty much I've got one more contract in me. Um, you know, I'm at my prime and or maybe I'm one step off from my prime, but you know, I'm certainly a, a top what we, what would we well, he's definitely a top 10 receiver in this game. Um he was a little injured, but when he's healthy, he's certainly, you know, top 5 uh receiver in this game without a doubt. Um and yet could it be could one theory could be the injuries and he wants to stay healthy, but the other theory could just be I'm tired of losing. <laughs> you know, I put my my health on the line every week, and you know I'm I'm going over the middle and getting nailed every week. I'm in a position that is a, one of the more you know this is a this is a physical position where I can't protect myself like um, other players, you know, linemen and all that can, and. I just I'm tired of losing. And it just I just wish there was a way to build in a way that if you have players like that, that there's a way for them to get out of their contract. And not for free. They get there's a penalty now. You gotta pay the piper to get out of this contract. You gotta buy it out or something. But, you know, you guys make a lot of money. And from what I heard, Calvin Johnson's been very uh prudent with his cash, so he ain't po. Um but I just wonder if this guy could could get out and you know, go to a contender. You know, and maybe you build it in where you, you can go to a you can go to a team that's over 500, but you put limitations. You don't send them to Carolina. You don't allow that. You know, that's just that's that's just too out there. You 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 think about how you structure it. But you imagine this guy going to, you know, going to a Dallas, going to uh, a Chicago, going to teams that might need a couple of pieces. Um, you know, uh, that didn't make the playoffs and are looking forward to, you know, this guy could probably extend his career another three, four, five years, give us what we want, seeing him at phenomenal level. And, you know, but, I mean, I know I'm dreaming. Uh, I'm dreaming. JB, any thoughts on Calvin Johnson? Yeah, I mean, I see where you're going with your thoughts. Uh, look at our Cowboys. We thought they were going to be making a deep run this year, but when injuries hit, you just never know what you're going to have to happen. So what I heard, I heard that it's not so much the side of losing, but the, the game itself has taken its toll. And he had mentioned this to close friends prior to the start of the season when expectations were already high anyway. They had made the playoffs last year, controversial, and I put that in air quotes, lost to the Cowboys in the playoffs. So the, the arrow was pointing up. Unfortunately, just the, the wheels came off the wagon this year, at least in the first half, but we found him in the second half. It'd be sad to see him retire because he's not just a great football player. He's not just a great wide receiver, but he just seems like a genuine ambassador for the game and a genuine person overall. You don't hear about him hanging out all hours of the night. You don't hear about him going to the club. You don't hear about him in the newspapers the wrong way. He seems to be a very – classy, upscale individual, and I watched him a little bit when he was at Georgia Tech because, you know, I like my, my, my college football. And the same way he was at Georgia Tech, same way he was with the Lions. I didn't see much of a difference. High level because obviously I don't know the guy. But if this is what he wants to do, more power to him. I, I think this is what he is going to do um, unless something else comes 
comes out of it different. But, hey, he's doing what he needed to do, and um, I wish him nothing but the best. All right. This is an easy topic, or, or, or not. Let's see. There was talk from Mike Martz. Hey, hey, real quick. Um, I, I'm sorry, but before we get off on Calvin, uh, I just kind of want to ask you guys where you rank him at all time level. Because I think, I think that's a discussion that's kind of worth having. Or at least I'm just curious to what everyone's thoughts are because I heard some people asking whether or not Calvin Johnson a Hall of Famer uh, because there's a lot of guys that aren't in the Hall um, who have, you know, better career career numbers holistically. Um, so I was just curious what you guys, if you guys, A, think the Hall of Famer, and B, you know, just quickly, uh, where, where you guys kind of rank him on an all-time level as far as receiving position goes? Yeah, I mean, uh, top 10 without really thinking about the list, but top 10 in Hall of Fame. Um. Okay. I, I I would not go Hall of Fame. Um, I just I just I I think his stats are 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 good. Um, they're good stats. I I think he was on his way. I think he was on his way to the Hall of Fame. I think he needs to put in a couple more years. You know, when you win and you're a significant part of a winning team, your stats can be a little bit less. If you you know, let's look at a Michael Irvin. Um, who played 11 years and his, season, his career was cut short, um, but he won three Super Bowls. He's gone. He's uh, you know he's gone to the he's in he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know Calvin Calvin Johnson's numbers are fairly comparable to Michael Irvin. Um, matter of fact, he might even have more yards because Irvin played with Emmitt Smith. So Emmitt Smith was running for 1,500 yards a season, so um, he might even have more yards catching than Michael Irvin, but he ain't win. And so it's kind of hard for me to stick him in a Hall of Fame when your numbers are good. They're not off the charts exceptional. They're good. They're solid. But you didn't win. Um, now, if he kept up at this pace another two or three years, even without winning, shooing on his way. I just think my opinion, I think he's cutting it a little short to get into the Hall of Fame. My, my opinion. Um Rank top ten? I don't even know if I can go top ten. I mean, you got to think about, you know, and this is where it's dangerous, which is probably why uh, it's a good question. I don't know that tonight was the night to really get into into ranking him, um, because you know I can name ten guys right now, and you could say, well, damn, where would he? Who would you know? Where would he fit? I mean, when you think about Marvin Harrison and Chris Carter and. You know, of course, T.O. and Randy Moss, and but there's guys like Michael Irvin and Lynn Swan, and these these guys may not have the numbers, but they were champions, and they made plays. They were, you know, Michael Irvin was the playmaker. You know, Lynn Swan was a phenomenal wide receiver for the Steelers. You know, um, so it, it's kind of hard for me to. Just, I just I don't see it. I mean, maybe in time I will. I just think he. It just you know he's thirty. He's 30. I mean, you know, Barry Sanders at 30 retired, but Barry Sanders was like number two or three in rushing yards at that age. Right? He was already, a, like statistically, he was already a top three running back in the history of the game when he retired. So it was that was easy, <laughs> and he played on crappy teams. So he didn't win, but his numbers were insane, <laughs> insane. Calvin Johnson's numbers haven't been insane. They've been solid. They've been 
and and you know over the last couple of years, I think you know he he went from being some considered the best in the NFL, and then over the last two years, really Antonio Brown and Dez, I mean maybe not Dez this past year, but certainly the year before, started jumping up and taking that claim as maybe they're maybe they're the best in the NFL. And let's not even talk about the year AJ Green had. So, you know, I I, I don't know, Train. Maybe you feel differently. I'm gonna shut up. So, um, talented, yes. Uh, and I think just after listening to you, T, um, I, I think I would have to lean more to agree with you. You know, I, I would consider him, but it is the this, it, the things that are not in his favor. He's retiring prematurely, um, and his team did not win a lot of football games. He was definitely the man to cover. He was definitely number one on the hit list when you got ready to play to play Detroit. You had to prepare for him. But and along with the fact, actually made a very good point bringing up the other receivers. It, it's a lot of competition out there, and and people considered him in the realm. You know, he, he they considered him right there with Antonio Brown, AJ Green, and all of them. So he would have had to at least continue a good two to four more years, and 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 get some, you know, few more winning records for Detroit. Even if they didn't make the Super Bowl, at least you know, playoff win. But I think retiring prematurely along with the other competition. And the fact it's already hard for a wide receiver to get in the Hall of Fame as it is. So, yeah, this, 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 he, he may not, he may not end up in the Hall of Fame just because of it. If he does, it's going to be a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just pulled up real quick the top ten receiving. Um, this is receive, receiving, like, receptions. And uh, number ten is Jason Witten. At 1,020, Calvin Johnson's got 731 receptions. Um, I don't have yards in front of me, um, but, I, you know, I just think. 27th all time in yards. Yeah, see, I mean, you know, see, it's not Hall of Fame. That's good. And I think he, I, if he continues to play, I definitely see him making it. At this level that he's been playing at, he definitely can be on his way. But, I mean, and this segues into what I really wanted to ask, which was Mike Martz came out and said he didn't see T.O. being ahead of Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt for the Hall of Fame. Now, you know, you ask about Calvin Johnson, and yet people are questioning whether T.O. should be in the Hall of Fame. I, I mean, I mean, is there anybody on this call who doesn't think T.O. is a first ballot Hall of Famer? No. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's yeah. move on. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean. Like to me, I, that's that's a slam dunk. Yeah, and, I agree. And um, if he doesn't get in. It's only because the media is holding his antics against him. Yeah, that, that's it. They're holding the you know the the, the the stuff you know against him if he doesn't get in first ballot. But on the field, man, if he can't get in on the field first ballot, then then forget it then. Let's just 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 throw it away, you know, throw it away. 
Yeah, uh, I think. Well, Isaac Bruce, and it's worth, well, first of all, he should say that Mark should just from because he coaches guys. I mean, you know, he wants to. I shouldn't pop say anything. Up. Shouldn't say anything. I mean, he should he should politic first player. I don't know which the context which he said it, but he should definitely say like, hey, yeah, Isaac Bruce, Troy Holt should definitely make the Hall of Fame. I don't know why he had to put To's name in there. Um, that yeah, yeah, that's not the way to do it. In my opinion, uh, To belongs there. That's for sure. Um, I think. And I'm sure probably people probably don't agree with me. I think that uh, T.O. And, and Calvin both are actually more worthy than the Holt and Bruce, but that's a you know kind of different discussion. Um, I, I I still think Calvin's Hall of Fame, and I definitely think T.O. of course easily uh, even way more. It's a lot easier to put T.O. in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, than, than Calvin. That's for sure because I definitely get the arguments against Calvin, but yeah, T.O. I don't see any argument against T.O. Like the dude was um, not only you know. When I think of the Hall of Fame, I think of the most dominant players in NFL history. And T.O. certainly fits that criteria. He was considered one of the best, not just receivers, but players when he, within his era. Uh, the stats back it up. He was consistent pretty much his whole career. Um, so the T.O. thing, I don't understand. Hopefully, I mean, just for football's sake, he's, he's put on the first ballot. I think that's a good conversation to have, too, because quite frankly, and, and I agree also, I think he's, a slam dunk, and and he was dominant with with three different teams. He was dominant with the Niners. He was dominant with the Eagles. He was dominant with the Cowboys. When I look at uh, Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, great receivers, but to me they were system receivers. They fit that system. And if you were to take them out of that system and place them in a more conventional setup, if you will, not to mention they had the, the, the benefit of, of Kurt Warner, who, when healthy, was was a lethal quarterback. Take them out of that system with with a different quarterback. I'm not sure we're talking the same numbers that they they would have had. So um, I kind of agree. Also, I don't know why that that was brought up like that, but that's my take on it. Well, Tory, Tory Holt was a bad boy, though. Um, yeah, I don't take yeah. it away from him, but I, I still think that they were more from the system than anything else. Well, we don't know because I mean they played they, that they they you know that you, you still got to catch the ball to make the play and we've seen guys in great systems that can't catch the ball and can't make the play. We we see it all the time. We see more more likely than not, you know. I mean we've talked about a Ted Ginn, right? Like this is a guy who drops passes like like nothing, and yet he's going to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, so. Uh, you know, Ted Ginn could be a, considered a top five receiver. He could catch the ball. He could be considered one of the greatest receivers in the game right now if he catch the ball. Got enough opportunities, but he drops the ball. So I, I, I wouldn't sell Torrey Holt short, man. That, that, Torrey Holt was a bad boy. <laughs> he was no, bad. he wasn't. And, and I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that he, he benefited from being in that system. But you know, and Jay, I, that's like right. people saying that that Emmett benefited from that offensive line. I mean, Emmett still had to make the runs, make the reads. You know, we've heard that for years. Emmett Emmett got eighteen thousand yards because of that dominant offensive line in Dallas. Uh, put Barry Sanders behind that offensive line, and it wouldn't even be close, right? We we've heard that argument, but the reality mm-hmm. is that you know Emmett was durable. I mean, at the end of every play, you know, he got hit. You know, Emmett was it was I'll, I'll take you on every play. He wasn't a run out of bounds kind of back. He had to make the read. You know, he still had to perform even with that great offensive line. And that's kind of what I'm saying is, yeah, Kurt Warner was on fire, 
um, you know, for for several years, the greatest show on turf, and certainly that. But you know, but the reason that you're able to have that system is because of the players. You know, the, the players made that system. Marshall Falk and these boys. I mean, you know, I don't think they were victims of the, uh, of the success of the system. I think they made the system a success. That West Coast wide open offense because they had the horses to do it. You know, and, and we've seen a lot of teams try to run that offense without the talent. And, and where and where does it get them? You know what I mean? Um, Bruce, not quite. You know, not not quite on that level. Solid. I could take it or leave it with Bruce, you know, but Holt was a bad boy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Holt was a bad boy. But would you say? Who would you say? Uh, would you say T.O. or would you say um, Holt? Oh, I take T.O. all day. Well, well, that that's where I'm coming from. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. But that don't mean I'm not. I'm not trying to discredit Holt or uh, Bruce, but I, I still think the system that they're in helped them out. And I understand, yes, you got to catch the ball. Yes, you got to make the plays. you got to do all of that. But I mean, did, did T.O. have that? No. Well, I, I, I mean, I guess I see what you're saying, but I think I think Holt was talented enough. I, I, I think, again, any system you put him in, he was going to perform. And I think the reason that the system – I don't think the system made them successful. They made the system successful. You know, Mike March just had the right players – that that system clicked with it wasn't it wasn't just put anybody in and they're going to be successful these guys you know they made the systems they made it look easy and because they were so talented you know maybe just maybe mike martin needs to go talk to chip kelly then, huh? yeah well you know maybe because uh you know I, and there's really nowhere to go with this other than cam can't uh, i'm sorry colin kaepernick is being reported to want out of san francisco um, and, and I don't, this is just breaking news today that he's saying he wants out and he wants to go play for the Jets. So let's keep an eye on this. But, um, this is exactly all I'm going to say. K star is exactly what I'm talking about. If this guy coming in with all this hype and all this, and, and, and this is a system that we can all agree will work very well with what we've seen, uh, Colin Kaepernick's talents to be. And yet we're hearing that he wants out of San Francisco. And I'm going to tell you why. My opinion is because the word is out on who Chip Kelly is as a head coach, and he don't want no part of it. He don't want no part of it. Now, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I got it. just nothing but an opinion there. There's no facts on that one. But I think it's going to be it's gonna just like just like they had a mass exodus out of there, out of there when um, Harbaugh left. Watch. Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. All right. Last nine – um, Super Bowl topic, Johnny Manziel. Um, K Star, the Browns are in your division, and uh, I'm sure everyone heard uh, another incident with Johnny Manziel and an investigation and this, that, and the other, and you know we we'll, we'll see. Um, but K Star is enough, enough. You know, should the Browns just cut bait with this guy and, um, you know, should this guy kind of just be out on the street for a while or if not, if if not for a while for good? I mean, should, you know, what are your thoughts on Manziel and his consistent issues that keep coming up over and over again? Uh, yeah, he needs to go. He's a guy that's shown consistently uh, 
a pattern where he makes bad decisions and it affects everyone else around him, including a, a franchise in the situation. And I don't see why a franchise would invest in someone like that, um, especially with the body of work that is, you know, that he's put together. And in terms of having those character uh, flaws and, and jeopardies in which he could put out there and his play on the field hasn't warranted a risk, um, you know, really being worth it. So, yeah, they need to move on. Um, it's, uh, I'm sure, disappointing from a Browns fan perspective. He's a very exciting player at, in the, on the college level, but this was the concern that, you know, this guy, we, we knew about his party history and he was a wild, um, just a wild child. And, and uh, you know, there are people who thought that he can maybe, he would mature and everything, but really uh, at this point it hasn't happened. Um, so, yeah, they should let him go and move on. And they had number two pick in the NFL draft and they should uh, invest, uh, I would imagine, in that position there. Okay. Does anybody feel differently? Because if not, we can move on. Does anybody feel differently about Johnny Manziel? No, ain't no different. I mean, we talked about this before. Quarterback is the most important position on the field. And if you're not putting the time in to do it, it's not going to work. He never put that time in to be the, the quarterback he needs to be to run that, that, that team, be the face of that franchise. And he had several opportunities. He blew them off because he's still immature. He thinks he's still in college, and he doesn't realize that this is the pros. Like I told y'all before, success at the college level doesn't always equate to success at the pro level. Hmm. Trivia question for you, JB. In college, what quarterback did Cam Newton used to back up? Which college? Florida or Auburn? Florida. Yes, sir. It's funny how things change. Um, Listen, you know, here's my problem with the whole thing. I don't understand. The NFL has counselors, therapists, all type of people. They do the rookie symposium. They talk to them about their money. They talk to them about investments. They talk about the entourage. They talk to them about what it's like to play, how it's a privilege to play for the NFL. People like Herm Edwards, we all know Herm Edwards, you know, and, 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 and you know, what he is like when he says some of the things that, that he says. Um, you know, he's one of the guys that goes and talks to them. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You're going to play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. No, no, no. You, you don't want me to go much further. Go right ahead. Ask your question. Vernon, Vernon just uh, it was something that I told everybody at the very beginning of the week. I will not tolerate um, players that think it's about them when it's about the team. And um, we cannot make we cannot make decisions that cost the team, and then come off the sideline and it's nonchalant. No, you know what? I, I, this is how I believe. Okay, I'm from the old school. I believe this. I would rather play with ten people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else, rather than play with eleven when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. It is more about them than it is about the team. 
cannot play with them, cannot win with them, cannot coach with them, can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. There's two legends of the game right there on many levels, and these are the type of people they have that speak to these incoming rookies. And and NFL does an excellent job, from what I'm being told, at providing a platform for these players to be successful. Johnny Manziel is one of the higher-profile players in the league because he's a Heisman Trophy winner, et cetera, et cetera. And yet, for some reason, this young man doesn't get it. It is a privilege to play this game. You have an opportunity to make more money than you ever thought possible. You have an opportunity to – you were part of LeBron James's marketing team, and LeBron cut you. LeBron James, you know, the, the modern – when it comes to branding, he's the modern-day Jordan. When it comes to brand – I'm not talking about on the court. I'm talking about off the court, okay? He's the, today's Jordan. What we saw, me and, and, and JB and maybe even Train saw growing up with Jordan brand, now LeBron is, is the heir apparent not saying he's bigger than Jordan, but he's he's huge, okay? And he signed Manziel as part of his marketing team, and LeBron released him and had to let him go. Now, and, and, and this, at least two incidents have taken place since LeBron let him go, okay? Love or hate LeBron James, the guy is the epitome of professionalism, okay? So you've got a role model to follow, and you pulling this garbage? He, I'm going to tell you all now. I'm going to tell you right now. He will not be in the NFL next season. One way or another, whether he gets suspended, whether he gets cut, whether, I'm telling you right now, he will not be in the NFL next season. He done messed up too many times. I'm not saying he's done, his career is done, but next season he won't, or let, let me just rephrase it. At the beginning of the season, I don't know about during the season, things happen and, you know, he gets his act together. Maybe during the season somebody signs him. But right now he's going to be outside looking in, and it's a shame because the man is talented. He is a talented young man. Now, could he be a superstar? I don't know. But with the quarterback play we've seen this year, so it was dreadful. He's got potential. And you going out doing all this stuff, getting in all this trouble, man, get out of my face, man. I don't even want to talk about it no more, to be honest with you. I'm just disgusted. I don't even want to talk about it no more. Let's go to the phones. Let's get somebody else on here. I'm getting tired of this. 347-838-9525. We've got 404 area code. Welcome uh, welcome back, because I know who this is, to the Madden Voice. Indeed. Gentlemen, how you doing, man? How you doing? Thanks for letting me on. What's up, man? How's Madden Boy? No, not much, man. Uh, sitting back, listening to some good sports talk from you brothers, man. Shout out to y'all. Uh, yeah, man, you hit it on the head with Manziel. Uh, he's a troubled kid. He's really going through some things. Football might not be the most important thing in his life, and the reality of it is for him to even get a minimal deal and another shot at this, he has to go to rehab again. He has to show contrition. You have to have that crying presser. And somebody may throw him a minimal deal as a backup. But as far as the keys to the franchise, as far as being looked at as the future, uh, all of that is out the window. And he's only there now as some kind of emergency stopgap that some team is going to go low risk, high reward on. But before that's done, he has to do the PR, the the whole PR thing. But, uh, yeah, man, that's a sad situation. Uh, 
hate to see somebody kind of waste so much, uh, which, which is basically what he's done. You say yeah, I agree. I, I I completely agree with you, and 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 it's sad because you know as the older I get, I can certainly appreciate it better than when I was a young man. I I, I can appreciate it. You know, uh, you know, there's a lot a lot of kids that play football. A lot of kids have that dream of making it to the NFL, and it's a long hard road. And I respect. Everything he did, he had to work hard to get there. He had to work hard in high school and in college, you know, uh, the combine and all that. He's had to work hard. And, uh, you know, Cleveland isn't exactly, you know, even though they're a legendary franchise from their Jim Brown days, um, over the last 20 years, they've been pretty much irrelevant. So you're playing on a on an irrelevant team. Um, but yet you had that opportunity very similar to what LeBron James has with Cleveland is to to be a, a cornerstone and possibly talk about getting that team back on the right track. And you could have been a key cog in a city that's craving playoffs and championships. I mean, you have pretty much all the hard work you did your entire life has led you to a spot where you were on your way. And because you would rather – Drink, party, and allegedly some sort of altercation with women, and that's allegedly. I don't want, I don't want anybody coming at us for some slander, but we're hearing it could possibly be some sort of something with women involved, and maybe, maybe the old, the old D word, domestic violence. We don't know yet. No charges have been filed, but that's the scuttlebutt when you, when you, when you look, look at the coverage. Whatever it is that's going on, it ain't good, and it ain't what you should be doing, you know. And and it and it's sad because we are sitting there watching, you know. And I say this as as the um, FX is showing the OJ Simpson. Um, um, it's it's an OJ Simpson show. They're doing a ten part uh, miniseries on FX. It's actually on right now, and they always call uh, OJ the, the American tragedy because everything that went on with the, with the murders. Um, and and we're watching a, a another tragedy. I mean, obviously not on that same level, but we're talking about a guy who has all the talent in the world and could really turn into something great. As we talk about Cam Newton, who is doing just that, and this guy messing up. Huh? He just messing up. It's just sad. It really is sad. Um, at least one good thing is, at least I now know he won't be in Dallas. <laughs> that that's done. He ain't coming to Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if he does, it'll be as a third stringer, and nah, you know there'll coming. be so many, there'll be nah. so many uh, guidelines within it. If Ain't he happening. He's wrong. He'd be cut. You know, I, I agree. I agree. Ain't happening. I'm just nah, going out the, the be, lottery be, chance. But before this incident, it was possible. Mm-hmm. Now it ain't happening. You can forget it. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, the other thing. Yeah, the other thing I want to hit on was uh, the one and only Mike March. Uh, Let's be real about this guy, man. When he didn't have overwhelming talent, what did he actually win? And then I'll, I'll, I'll bring this to you guys. After he was in the NFL for a while and people had tape, did defensive coordinators figure out his fatal flaw in pass protection, and at a certain point he just wasn't viable as an as a OC? Uh, this is a guy who said Greg Olson uh, didn't fit his scheme. So you get rid of Greg Olson who now looks like the you know, second or third best tight end in the league. So, I mean, uh, yeah, Mike March, I, I really don't put much into what he has to say. Uh, Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, 
I think are really, really good receivers, ring of honor receivers, but I wouldn't put them in the hall. Uh, hall, I go with exceptional talent to the point of any era football player, great talent, and you had to be the best at your position at some point in your career. I don't, I don't put those two on that level. Uh, T.O. and the man who I will not name, uh, I will say that about those two. I do think the other two receivers uh, should be in the hall. Uh, and I'm only, I'm only saying, what you say? Uh, which two? I'm sorry, I missed who you said. Yeah, and, and, and I'm only saying that because Charles Haley's in and Lawrence Taylor is in. So I think you can look past the player who I will not name transgressions off the field and put him in just for play on the field. But uh, I have no idea who you're talking yeah, about. Man. Yeah, who are you talking about, man? I, I won't say the name. I'm, I'm not doing it. Well, <laughs> you can risk your life if you want to. Oh, the other wide receiver. Damn. What's that? The other wide receiver got famous playing with Peyton Manning, who may be something else off the field. Oh, Marvin Harrison. The quiet man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why, why didn't you want to say his name? Hey, sir. He, things happen when people have arguments with him. I don't want to be on, on record saying anything <laughs> bad about him. Hey, he's online. Hey, Nas don't want to come up missing. Ain't that right? Indeed. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I, there's only one man in my life I ever feared. And that's my late great Papa Arthur Floyd. He's the only man I ever feared in my life. So, you, you ain't Arthur Floyd. I don't give a damn. <laughs> that's all yes, I'm saying. I hear you. I hear you, man. I'm just having a little fun with it. But that's I mean, all right. we know the story. And like I said, if Charles Haley is in and Lawrence Taylor is in, I mean. Are we really looking at guys off the field? So I, I think you do got to let him in for what he did on the field. He, he was well, great at, at his position. I, I do want to take. I do want to challenge you on one thing, though. I, I don't think it's reasonable to say that you have to be the best at your position while you played the game. Because, oh, I do. <laughs> well, can I finish it? Do I not get to finish my point? Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, because it's too. It's too. You know. So. So. Um, if you look at the error, so, okay, so Tom Brady's playing right now and Peyton Manning's playing right now, so you're telling me one of them can get in and the other one can't? So let's say Tom no, Brady's I, considered the best at his position, so that means Peyton can't get in? Because he's not he, – no, well, see what I'm saying? Right, right. No, no, I'm not saying straight across. I'm saying at one point in your career you needed to be the best at your position – or at least a 1A, 1B type of situation. So, of course, both of those guys get in because during their career they were either the best or, you know, uh, close cutting hairs uh, as saying they're not the best, but they were right there. Oh, Drew Brees? Uh, I think the perfect – uh, yeah, Drew Brees is getting in, no question. Yeah, and but, but, for a couple but, of years in his career, he was the best. Uh, you think so? Or close to it. And I, I think the perfect example to, to give you the gulf I'm trying to say is if you pull up Ray Lewis's stats right now and London Fletcher's stats, they are very similar. London Fletcher is, almost has the same career stat-wise as Ray Lewis. But if you watch both of them play, you know how far that gulf is between them. So I, I go with you had to be the best at one point. You have to be transcendent, and you also have to kind of pass that eye test of greatness. Uh, that's why we got the great Gale Sayers in the, in the Hall of Fame with only, I think, what, six years of playing in the NFL? 
that greatness popped off, you know, popped off well right in front of your eyes. So that's that's how I look at it. So I, I wouldn't well, put those guys in, but I'll put Calvin in. Well, okay. So here, here's one for K-Star since he agrees with you. Uh, Roethlisberger. Yeah. Roethlisberger yeah. has played his whole career in the Brady-Manning era. I would I would say Roethlisberger is, is having a Hall of Fame career, but I can't pick out a year that I would say Roethlisberger was the best quarterback in the NFL. That 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 very much Brady, Manning, Breeze, Rodgers. I mean, and yet, you know what I mean? Roethlisberger to me, I mean, he's on his way. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, you know, so, so yeah, I, I, th- I think he's I think he's good too, but that's why I say it's not just one criteria. That's one of the factors. I factor that in. I factor, like I said, popping off the screen, what you see, and accomplishments. You got to add that. So yeah, Big Ben is getting in there, and he's always been a guy who's who's well, not always, but the majority of his career, he's been a guy who's been in that argument of the best quarterback out there. And to see what we saw last year for a hobbled Big Ben to go out there and do what he did. Uh, yeah, I, I think it speaks for itself. Yeah, I, I guess I, I just I think I think that one criteria I think is because I mean I can I can look at the list of Hall of Famers and tell you that there are guys that had very good solid careers and made it into the Hall of Fame and never at any point in their career was in the conversation of being the best in their position, but you know their contribution to their team. Um, you know, was enough to get them. Their contribution to winning a Super Bowl, their contribution to a dynasty was enough to get them in a Super Bowl, but they may not have been. That's all I'm saying is is that criteria I think is a little sketchy. The other ones I'm, I'm okay with, but there's too many players that play too well. You know, we got 32 teams and, and you know, 50-something players on each team. It's kind of hard, you know, to, to limit the criteria when you have so many great, great players. I mean, Michael Irvin is another one. Now, is there any year that Michael Irvin was considered better than Jerry Rice? I love Michael Irvin, but I can't tell you that there was any year that Michael Irvin played that I thought he was better than Jerry Rice. But he's in, and and the reason is not for that. He's in because he was a significant part of a of a dynasty that won three Super Bowls in four years, and he was a significant contributor. You know, Troy Aikman played in a time where there was you know Brett Favre and 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 um, Joe Montana going out and Steve Young coming in and you know and so I, Troy was never considered. I mean, look at Troy's numbers. You look at Troy Aikman's statistics. Very average, very pedestrian, but he's in. Yeah, but see, but see, but but that's that's why it's about what you see. Troy Aikman right. popped off the screen. He was throwing right. lasers in those Super Bowls. And to be real, counting stats is to me is the worst. Uh, no, thing that you can use for the Hall of Fame, but that's what people lean on the most. So Calvin Johnson, only nine seasons. Some people are going to say, "Well, so, he didn't do it long enough." All right, let okay, me so Calvin, Calvin played Johnson three talk. more years. Right, let me let me jump in. No, in. Let me jump in on the Calvin talk oh. because Calvin actually does have the stats. People, so uh, with, with Calvin, so I agree that I think it should be based off the best players in the NFL uh, within their era. First and foremost, I think that's a, I think that's just me personally how I would look at it initially, and then you know there are other mitigating factors as well. Um, such as playoffs, and, um, you know, you look for those guys who did contribute to Super Bowl winning teams and were big parts of that because those are the teams in which were the best in the NFL and um, are ultimately remembered in NFL lore. Um, but I think when, you know, you look at guys like Calvin and Barry Sanders and uh, even Terrell Davis, who's trying to get in the Hall of Fame, 
Um, I think, it, and Gail Sayers, who's in the Hall of Fame, I think it adjusts a little bit because with a guy like Calvin, he was considered the best player uh, at position for quite a significant amount of time. And, I mean, when you look at his numbers, um, not from a, you know, just the overall top, uh, he was the most yards in the NFL history, but if you look at it, you know, from a per season or per game basis, I mean, the guy actually is first in NFL history uh, on, on yards per game level. Now, of course, uh, he retired a little earlier, which helps him, but it also shows his dominance. Say, wait a minute, say that, say, that, well, say that again. He retired a little earlier, so that helps Hold him. on, but. yeah. Yeah, but he was also the fastest in NFL history to 10,000 yards. He has most career games to 200 yards receiving and retired at age 30. He had um, the, he was the first player in NFL history to have consecutive 1,600 yards receiving. I mean, the guy was dominant, uh, no question about it, and the degree of difficulty in which he personally had to uh, overcome some of his team's efficiencies, you know, he did. He, You know, Stafford, I don't think anyone's ever going to accuse him of ever being a good quarterback, um, you know, just super inconsistent, and uh, I don't think the, Cal- the the playoff conversation should apply to Calvin because, I mean, it's not like Calvin was was taken away from the team's success. If anything, he's contributing to it, but the other parts around him weren't as significant. And right, well, well, if you want to so, use so, that argument, so, hold on. If you want to use that argument so, against Calvin, then why don't you use that for well, Barry well, Sanders and guys like well, that? Well, slow down. We just had this conversation, and for some reason you want to have it a second time, and I don't understand. Yeah, because I didn't agree, because I didn't agree with it. Well, okay, but I mean, but you said your piece, so why are you repeating yourself? Like, I get, I don't agree with you. Um, you know, I, I don't very, very little of what you said. So he was the fastest to get to ten thousand. It's forty-five wide receivers that caught ten thousand yards in their career. We're gonna put them all in. I, so he was the fastest. So what? Um, my point was, he 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 has not the statistics after nine or ten years in the league are good. They are not great. They're good. They're not great. So what else can we look at during his career? Well, they are great. Was he, they well, are great. I, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying I'm I'm saying they're not great. I'm saying that 27th in yards is not great. It's good. It's not great. What? Okay. Again, So I'd like to finish my point if I can, please. Thank you. So what I'm saying is. If the stats are good and not great, then what else can we look at? We can look at impacts. We can look at what was his impact on the game. Now, individually, athletically, talent-wise, we may have, I mean, other than maybe Randy Moss and maybe a T.O., like athletically, this guy's right there. He's probably a combination of both, okay? I give him that. But you're right, Detroit was not a playoff perennial playoff powerhouse. They didn't win any Super Bowls of playoff wins. They didn't so that we don't have that. We've got nine, I think nine seasons of play that were, were good, maybe even very good. But he's leaving the game a little shy of where we could say that his dominance in the NFL was over such a long period of time that we can't deny him a Hall of Fame. He's leaving. The, he's leaving the game now. He's not even considered the best in the NFL. Matter of fact, where would you rank him right now? You're talking about ranking him all the time. I'm struggling to put him in the top five this season. This season, never mind all time. I can name five wide receivers this season that I would take over him, and I'm not even talking about Des Bryant. So all of that, based on even what you guys are saying transcendent player, dominant. He had a dominant period, no denying it. 
but he's not. When Barry Sanders left, Barry Sanders was like number two or three in the NFL all time in rushing and was like a six-time rushing champion. You can't even compare. It's not even, a, not even in the same stratosphere. So Barry Sanders, hands down, Hall of Fame. Same situation, same team. No playoff performances, no playoff wins, no playoff impact. But individually, insane. Now look at Calvin Johnson and tell me that Calvin Johnson had the same impact as a wide receiver that Barry Sanders had as a running back. Yeah, but you're actually putting him against one of the top five guys we ever saw do it, so that changes the math on it. And then we go to stats. Let's do it per game. Let's say, okay, this guy played, I think it's 140 games, 83 touchdowns. Like, if you look at it per game, you kind of see what his worth is. And then I'll go you one better and say, okay, let's let's have a draft tomorrow. Let's put all of them in their prime. Let's put them in that room. And then you start looking at Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, and then you see Calvin sitting there. And look, man, GMs are taking Calvin because they know what he was. This is a guy who got drafted number two overall with Reggie Ball as his quarterback at Georgia Tech. My God. Yeah, well, How scary yeah, but, is that? But, but, but Reggie Ball. Taking, taking, taking – yeah, but that that is – that – that last statement is, is there's, there's, there's no relevance to, I mean, you know, so we want to talk about Ryan Leaf as a Hall of Famer because he was the number one draft pick, Jamarcus Russell as a Hall of Famer, because it doesn't matter how you were drafted. It matters your NFL career is what I'm saying. And, and, but, and, no, I, I was trying to explain how bad Reggie Ball was. I don't know if you guys oh, no, Reggie, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, but what I'm saying is, is physically what – what and I really want to like move on and get to some uh, Super Bowl talk. But physically, what Calvin Johnson did, his ability to go up and get the ball, his speed, his, all of that. He's a he's a great wide receiver, and I just think I, I don't I have no hate on Calvin Johnson at all. I just think if he he's on his way, but he needs to play another two or three years at this level to cinch it up. If he does not. Then he's leaving. It's it's gonna be. I mean, I mean, look, look, look at he's 27th in yards. You know who's 28th is? Musin Muhammad. Yeah, but he can you play two saying? more years. He can play two more years and like two, uh, just two 1,000 yards receiving. He jumps up in like top 15, top 10. Yeah, but but, but but you hear what I'm saying? Look at I'm looking at the list of yards. Derek that's why, Mason. That's why you Derek don't look at it that way. You look at it per Derek year, Mason. per. Uh, I, well, you can't. There you go again, trying to tell me how I do my own analysis. <laughs> That's just okay, math in general, though. You can't look I'm at things with like a flat, a flat hey, star, scale. You know, hard down this road. I will do my yeah. analysis the way I'd like to. You do yours the way you like to. Okay. I'm looking at his career, and his career is output, and output is relevant. Okay. And all I'm saying is he has eleven thousand six hundred and nineteen yards. Okay, Derek Mason. Who I don't think is going to the Hall of Fame has more receiving yards. So that's that, what what I'm trying to say is he's on his way. He's just cutting it too short. He needs at least two more years at this level. Then he's a lock because now he's elevated his everything up there in the top ten, top fifteen. But right now, because that is what we have. We don't have. What else do we have to look at other than statistics? We don't got wins. I, I, we don't I, got playoffs. Yeah, but we I ain't think, got Super Bowl. Yeah, but we got stats. I, I think it's what we saw, though. I, I think statistics, that, that kind of outweighs everything in, in this climate of, of, of sports just because 
most media members like to make themselves important, so statistics are the thing they use to kind of wave around. But if you actually look at it, think about it like this way. If he played three more years, average Calvin season, had those 1,000-yard seasons, and then you say he's in, but if you actually watch the guy, you know what he is. He was a transcendent talent, any era player, any draft player, like he's going to be a top-five guy. Like he's that kind of talent, and we saw him produce on the field. With bad teams, bad with, management, with, bad organization, with, all of with them. Respect, with respect, the difference between him and Barry is that Barry was in the exact same situation, and Barry became one of the all-time greatest running backs ever to play the game. Calvin is not in that league. And all of those stats that you guys are talking about when you're talking about yards per game – well, that's great, but how many wins did it turn into? What is the impact? You know, did it did it escalate the team and make them a playoff team? Did it get did it it didn't do that, which is why I made the comparison between him and Michael Irvin. Very similar career numbers, but Michael Irvin was dominant on a team that went to the Super Bowl and won three Super Bowls. So that's the difference. You know, it's similar length of career. Michael, Michael Irvin played Michael Irvin played with Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith and Larry Allen. Calvin yeah. Johnson played with a whole different cast of characters. Like, if this was the NBA, I would agree with that argument. Like, look, there has to be some type of credentials on the field, and you have to have pelts on the wall of what you did. But as far as the NFL, the ultimate team sport, you can be great on a bad team, and I, I think we can still recognize your greatness. If Dion never leaves Atlanta, what do we call Dion? Well, we don't know because he did, he left Atlanta. But my 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 point is, I understand what the, the the team that Michael Irvin had. What I'm saying is because my point is real simple: if Calvin plays two to three more years, then it doesn't matter anymore. Then he's in mm-hmm. because he's at that True. level. But when you cut your career short. I don't think you've given us enough substance to say I'm in the Hall of Fame. So because the stats are good, they're solid, they're consistent, but I don't believe they're Hall of Fame stats, so then I have to look at the intangibles. And, yes, Michael Irvin played on three Super Bowl teams. Lynn Swan played on four Super Bowl teams. These guys are in the Hall of Fame. Calvin Johnson, since the stats alone, in my opinion, they're solid, they're good. And if he keeps playing at this level, he's there. But he decides, okay, it's eight, nine years. I think nine nine years, I'm done. I'm like, well, damn, dude, you're cutting yourself a little short. Okay, let's look at the other aspects of your career. And and it's missing. So for me, if I was voting, I, I can't do it. I can't. He's, he, yeah, Ring of Honor, Detroit, whatever they have, absolutely. He's their all-time leading receiver. But NFL Hall of Fame, I don't see that. I don't see it. Not yet. I and for that reason and for that reason yeah. I hope he plays at least two more years. Even if he has even if he figures out a way to go to another team, which I don't know if that's gonna happen, I hope he plays because I'd like to see him in the Hall of Fame because he is that talented. Um Yeah, but, I do agree. He's opened up himself up to risk by retiring at this age. I mean that's for sure. He definitely did that. This you know, is the conversation like said, that will happen in five years. The conversation yeah, we are all right. having will be the five-year yep. conversation of he, he had a yeah. good career, he had a solid career, but he didn't really do anything for the team. So let's look at the stats. And there's going to be some that are going to agree with me. They're going to say, uh-uh. There's going to be some that are going to agree with you. They're going to say, I think, I think his stats are sufficient enough. And it may, it, it's going to take him some years maybe if he gets in, you know. Yeah. So, 
But listen, we got to get talking about the Super Bowl, man. It's 1030. Um, we need to get talking about Naj, before we let you go, man, you got to give us your Super Bowl pick. Who are you picking to win and why? Uh, well, by the line by Vegas, uh, they're taking all the silly money in the Carolina, uh, you know, easy victory. So I usually go the other way, zig when they zag. I'm going with Peyton Manning looking at this as his last game ever and saying, I don't care how many shots I have to take. I'm not going to feel a thing during this game. I'm about to carve these boys up. All they have is that D-line. That secondary is nowhere near as good as people think. So I put my money on the upset, man. Uh, The Broncos, pull it out. All right. You got the Broncos. Thank you much, sir. All right, man, we're going to let you go. Enjoy the game. Indeed. Same to you. Talk Super Bowl. Um, Really, I think we can just continue along with that question. Um, You know, make your prediction and give us whatever, you know, what's your – What's your rationale as to uh, why you're picking who you're picking? And let's start with JB. Who you got in this game and why? Uh, I'm sticking with my original pick from when we first started all this. I had Denver going up against Carolina, and I'm still picking Carolina. I think the the difference is going to be in the trenches. I think that both defenses, obviously with Broncos being the number one defense, Carolina being the uh, number six. Uh, I just think that the big difference is going to be in the backfield where the Broncos have to run the win. I think the Panthers also have to run the win, but you got you got Cam Newton back there who can also run. Obviously, Peyton's not going to run. And I think that's going to be the difference, the fact that the Broncos probably won't be able to run it as well as the Panthers. Uh, and I'm going to give the edge to the Panthers, even with Broncos-style defense. I still think the Panthers will be able to run it. Uh, with, with Cam Newton back there, with Jonathan Stewart, and they'll be able to make enough big plays to win. Okay. Um, before we continue, I just want to just uh, read the statement that Cleveland released on Johnny Manziel. Um, we've been clear about expectations for our players on and off the field. Johnny's continual involvement in incidents that run counter to those expectations undermines the hard work of his teammates and the reputation of our organization. His status with our team will be addressed when permitted by league rules. We will have no further comment at this time. <laughs> I'm not laughing at, I'm laughing because it's, it's yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm reading something. It says the first day teams can cut players is Monday. So Monday after the Super Bowl is the first day that teams can cut players. Does anybody want to take any bets? Oh, man, it's all getting cut. I just love the fact that you, you, you I'm laughing. Here's why I'm laughing. Somebody think I'm being insensitive. Um, um, Johnny's continual involvement in incidents that run counter to those expectations undermines the hard work of his teammates and the reputation of our team. And then they say his status will be addressed when permitted. Oh, come on. We know what you're going to do. You don't just said it. You don't just told us that he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. So, all right. So look for Johnny Menzel to be cut on Monday. There you go. You heard it first from the Madden voice. All right, Dr. Train, Super Bowl time. Who you got and why? Well, I'm in the same boat as TV. Uh, I got um... – Going with my original pick, original from my um from my brackets. Uh I'm gonna ride with, 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 with Carolina. Um I believe um 
I like how Ron Revere has set up that has uh, set up that team. Uh, we had a very good defense when he was our DC. Uh, they didn't renew his contract, and you know he ended up having to almost like start all over again, and got his opportunity. You know, Cam Newton fell kind of fell in his lap in in the draft, considering when he took over Cal uh, 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 took over the Panthers. But at the same time, he's he's helped to build a overall solid team, uh, good offense, good defense, and special teams, and they're going to be clicking on all three cylinders. Um, <clears throat> as far as Denver, they the, the defense, you know, can't can't take anything away from Denver's defense. Offensively, the running game is is, is not is, is not strong enough. Uh, I don't believe for the for this defense. And um, you also got to wonder if Demarius Thomas will actually will actually show up. So um, I I really do like Carolina in this game. Okay, two for Carolina. K Star, you've got your franchise quarterback from your from your hometown, home state, and you've got your Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, you know, you've touted for quite some time. Um, talk to me. Who you got? Yeah, I mean, if uh, if he is indeed going to fulfill that Hall of Fame uh, bus one day and make that possible, it starts Sunday uh, with winning a Super Bowl. And I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, for a few reasons, not just necessarily because of Cam, but they're just a better overall team. I think that Carolina, what they've shown us all year is they can win a game in legitimately any different way, every different way possible. They can um, play a high-scoring game. They can get behind and still come back and win, or they can play a low-scoring game and just beat you with the run game. Um, Denver, I have those questions if they can, you know, throw their way back in the game if, if Carolina jumps off to an early lead and maybe if, you know, Carolina gets a special teams touchdown or, uh, you know, starts off hot offensively. I don't know if Denver can um, keep pace with them and, uh, with that in mind, you know, I just think that with uh, Carolina's offense being as good as it is, you know, finish league number one in scoring and the defense um, with Luke Keekley and the boys, it's going to be tough for Payton to throw those those balls in the, even in the middle of the field because they're going to be challenging everything. Uh, Keekley is special. We've all seen it. Two pick sixes in back-to-back games in the playoffs, and then linebacking core is just tremendous. Um, and Josh Norman, I mean, Demarius Thomas has been playing well anyway, and here comes Josh Norman, so... Definitely like uh, Carolina. I think it'd be a really low scoring game, or well, relatively low scoring. And uh, I think that Denver's um, uh, defense going to play great, but I think that the running game of Carolina is actually what's going to uh, turn out the win for the Panthers. Okay, so that's three Carolinas. Man, oh man, what's Commissioner T to do? What is the omniscient one to do? Hey, you guys all going with Carolina? Everybody going Carolina? Does, does everybody think it's Peyton Manning? Just is Pat? Is, is let me just ask y'all before I give my prediction: Is it, if if this was five years ago with this team, five years ago before surgeries, before Peyton missed the season, before you know, and, and Peyton's thirty three, thirty four years old, do you guys still pick Carolina with a younger Peyton Manning? Do you guys still pick Carolina? Just a question. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think I would probably go with Denver there. 
So K-Star would go with Denver, but it sounds like Train and JB would still pick Carolina. Yep. I, I, I won't even just – I won't even necessarily just go with a younger younger paid man. I'll just go with the paid man for two years ago when he wasn't suffering from any injuries, when he was slinging the ball all over the place, when he threw for 48 touchdowns in the season. I would still go with Carolina. And why? And just so I'm clear, I'm not. I'm not challenging. I'm just understanding. And why? Why is that? Uh, I, from my point of view, it's just team versus team. I'm looking. I'm not looking at this one player. I understand who Peyton Manning is, but they don't have a strong running game, and it is built on how well he can pass the ball. And Demarius Thomas is not playing uh, playing up the part. And I look at. Carolina, and they are a very tough team on the offensive side of the ball. They run downhill from the running back and quarterback position. Defense, they are all over the field. That defense looks every bit of the way our defense looked when we went to the year we went to the Super Bowl. For the simple fact, they know how to take the ball away. Everybody gets to the ball. And special teams, kid game takes it out every single time. That's his. That was his bread and butter before before he started really playing receiver. So team versus team, Carolina looks great. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll be the voice of dissension, and I'm going to go with Denver, um, and here's why. Um, you know, I learned a lot about the Denver team today in the game against the Patriots. You're playing a Hall of Fame quarterback um, who's got his weapons. I mean, he's got Gronkowski, he's got Edelman, he's got Amendola, um, and he's got, you know, arguably the best head coach in the game today. And what I saw that defense and that pass rush do is something that Cam Newton hasn't experienced. He's got a pretty stout offensive line, and he hasn't experienced that. Um and, and I think Vaughn Miller and, and DeMarcus and these guys, these are veterans, man. These guys are going to come to play. It's not just all about Cam, but I'm looking at that defense. I keep to leave. Um, you know, I, you know, I just feel like their defense is going to play just as aggressive and be just as, you know, I think those defenses are a wash. I really think it's, it's a wash. So then when I look at the offense, um, yeah, Cam is Cam's a monster. You know, let's just call it like it is. He's a monster, six foot five, six foot six, two hundred and fifty pounds, runs, passes. You know, um, he's a monster. Um, but you know, I, I always tell y'all, and I'll live by this: quarterback and head coach. Um, and I can't discount whatever Peyton might have lost physically. He has not lost mentally. And I just feel like that's going to be the difference. The in-game chess match, the adjustments at the line, you know, seeing the blitz, adjusting the protections and all of that stuff. We saw him come in off the bench, you know, a few games ago and immediately gave the whole team a spark and got that win and got him home field advantage. And, 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 and he's doing this while not – Clearly, even though you know Ron Jaworski came out and said that Peyton Manning looked just as good as he's always looked, I don't, I don't agree with that. I do see, I don't think he's um, at the level he was even two years ago, as Train would say. Um, but I think it's that football IQ that is going to be the difference. 
and and both defenses are going to play hard. But when I look at the offense and I look at the ability to adjust to deal with those dominant defenses, I got to give Peyton Manning the edge there. You know, I, I got to give him the edge. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, he was embarrassed in the Super Bowl by Seattle, a dominant defense. They embarrassed him, you know, right off, right out of the gate. And I think he, he's not going to let that happen again, you know. So I got I'm going, I'm going with Peyton. I think this will be his last game, so everybody enjoy watching the Sheriff, as Cam called him. I believe this is it for Peyton Manning. I believe win or lose, he's riding off into the sunset after this game. And I even uh, heard that he was quoted as saying to Bill Belichick this could be his last rodeo. Um, I, I think he knows this is it. And, um, you know, so I'm going with, I'm going with Peyton. Cam will have his chance. Cam will have his day. If he keeps, his, keeps, he keeps humble. Well, he ain't really that humble, but he he keeps working hard, <laughs> doing what he's been doing, and <laughs> they keep that team together. <laughs> yeah, he ain't humble. Uh, they keep that team together. What's that? How do you know he's not humble? I don't uh, understand how you how you come up with that statement. Uh, what? How do you are, are you naive over there, Charlie? No, I'm not naive. What I think is sometimes people look at the way he is and just assume that the brother is not humble. Because of how flamboyant, how do you know he's not humble? Well, I've watched him since he played for Auburn. I don't see a humble bone in his body, but I don't. You're taking it no. as an insult. I don't. I'm not insulting. I mean, it him. is an insult when you call a person not humble when you really well, don't know them. Well, well, you know well, what you see uh, on TV, well, well, and you know well, what the media has shown well, you. Well, but how well, do you know well, that he's well, not humble? Well, first of all, um, I've watched him since he played for Auburn. I don't see a humble bone in his body. Secondly, I don't mean it as an insult, so please don't put words in my mouth. I'm not putting words in your mouth. I, I you don't have to be humble. Deion Sanders wasn't humble. Floyd Mayweather isn't humble. I, I don't. You don't have to be humble to play in this league. I don't see him as humble. He's he is flashy. He is flamboyant. He is braggadocious. He he knows what he can do, and ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, it, it, absolutely nothing wrong with that. I don't at, at all mean it to. I'm not humble. I know how great I am. It, 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 you know, I don't – it's not a negative. Um, <laughs> it, 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 I, to me, it is. When you when you say a person isn't humble, to me, that is that is a negative statement. Well, I can't, you can't tell but me the meaning of my own words, Trey. You, you can't on, take oh, my oh, words oh, and oh, tell me the I, meaning of them. Maybe we, maybe we don't have the same meaning of what humility is because that's where humble comes from. So maybe we lack the same meaning, but well, the, well no, there's only one meaning of humble. But, person is humble. Well, again, you can't take my words and put your definition to my words. When I I'm, say I'm, he's I'm, not, I'm, I'm, uh, as an as a, as an athlete, I don't see anything humble about him. Nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, how he is in his personal life, off the field, at home, and with his family and friends. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm talking about as an athlete, I don't see anything cool. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know how he is in his personal life because I don't know him personally. But I know what I see as a as a player, and ain't nothing humble about about what he does. You, you get where did I'm coming from? Did you see Cam Newton's pants? <laughs> I mean, do you think humble people wear, 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 wear pants that, that, that flamboyant? I mean, come on, it's not an insult. I, I don't think it's an insult because it's – Based off intent, part of Cam's greatness is because um, 
he believes in, in himself and his, in his abilities, and that kind of manufactures through his confidence on the field and enters interviews and so on and so forth. I don't think it's really an insult. But I Floyd Mayweather he, is not is not humble, and I don't have a problem with it because he gets into the ring and he backs it up for 49 fights. So, you know, if you're going to, you know, Muhammad Ali wasn't humble, you know. He went out there and knocked you out. I told you what round he was going to knock you out. And, you know, I, I didn't have a problem with it. You know, so let's, let's I, you know, my, what I'm talking about is not meant to be an insult. It's an observation. And if he continues to work hard, as he has clearly done to be at the top of his game. I look at him as entering his prime right now at 26. Um, my, my, my original point was if he doesn't win it this year, um, I feel confident that they'll be in contention for the next few years. They're going to be right up there along with Seattle, along with, in my opinion, um, my Cowboys, maybe Green Bay, and maybe a couple other teams. So they're going to be right in the mix. So he'll have an opportunity to uh, return to the Super Bowl because um, they, they've got a great team, a great core, and, it, you know, it, it's going to be very interesting over the next few years. Um, <clears throat> um, anywho, um, what else we got? Um, I think that's it, guys. Any final thoughts? Any final comments? Uh, JB? Uh, you know what? This is the last uh, last time we'll be talking before the Super Bowl. So there's a lot of Super Bowl parties and what have you and activities. Um, is it Rihanna going to be doing the the, the halftime show? Um, no, Beyonce and Coldplay. Rihanna's doing the Grammys. She's doing the Grammys. Thank you. Okay, I, I I remember the commercial for obvious reasons, but um, never mind where I was going. Never mind where I was going. Okay. Um, Good. Be safe with your uh, whatever y'all do for uh, Super Bowl. I know where I'm going to be chilling with Green Eggs and Broham. I'm going to be chilling with Green Eggs and Broham. Yes, sir. <laughs> I like that. So, uh, uh, great, great show, great season. Uh, obviously, great football. Everybody just enjoy it. This is it. So, um, live it up as if you were playing it. Hey, hey, Jay, you see that they, they – they, I don't know if the commercial's down your way, but do you see the commercial with the two guys working out and the guy calls the other guy, um, Professor, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, potato chip. <laughs> yeah, potato chip. And it makes me think of you and me. I'm like, why are they, why they robbing us, man? Why are they robbing us, man? Um, man, that's, you know what I say? <laughs> I say two things. I say that's some boo and they're a new fool. Mm-hmm. Hey man, your 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 mother's cooking dinner for the Super Bowl. Good. Yeah, I know, but I was trying. To, uh, yeah, we don't even be hungry, but I was trying to do some snacks and you know Super Bowl food. You know what I'm saying? So I may we may have, oh. I may have to I may have to holler at you later in the week, okay? You know before you get up. We, we, we might have to um to change the plans then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna need your uh, help. I'm, you know. I'm, I'm, yeah, well, I'm thinking to stuff that cluck if you know what I mean. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Lighter. Uh, or, or, or we can make them, but we'll talk, man. Yeah, we bringing everybody into our home lives. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's how we roll. Yeah, that's how we roll. All right. Oh, uh, K Star. Hey, hey. All this Madden Challenge talk is any of this involving you? I'm, I'm seeing all this Madden t- Challenge talk on my Facebook. Are you a part of any of these discussions? Nah, I really haven't played it all this year. Kind of. Put that or put that to the backseat to the fantasy Fandle stuff. Although 
seeing it kind of makes me want to play a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Uh, I didn't realize it was, I didn't realize it was going to get as big as it is getting again, um, the Madden stuff. So that's something that I'm going to be looking towards uh, working toward, uh, playing and hopefully the next year. Okay. All right. Um, any final words about football, the game, anything? Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's an awesome game. I hope it's not like a Denver Seattle situation from a couple of years ago. Um, I don't think it will be because I don't think Denver's defense will allow it. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to a great game. Uh, you know, and really want, really obviously, of course, want Cam Newton to win. Um, if not, you know, it's it's it would be unfortunate, but at least we can I can go out knowing that Peyton Manning uh, at least had a nice way of, of probably retiring, uh, likely his last game in the NFL. So I think that's something to look out for and just appreciate. Okay, all right. Um, the humble Doctor Train. Any final words? Um, oh, I was saying earlier, man, I, I did see the movie Concussion. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it. I, I, I'd say check it out. I think it's pretty informative for a okay. game that we, we, we tend to talk about week to week. I think it'll really shed some light on um, what these players truly go through and, and understanding that really life after football is a whole lot tougher than life during football. And and when Randall Wells, you know, came out with his comments, I truly now understand where they come from. Um, love to see him on the field and, 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 and love the sport, really do. But, man, I totally get it. And that that movie helped shed a whole lot of light for me. Uh, gave me another different perspective when it comes to, to those players in the NFL, man. Uh, prayer, prayer is definitely in order. You know, for them to be uh, just, just for them to just be able to have a life outside of football uh, once football is over. Uh, oh, other than that, dude, just enjoy the Super Bowl. All right. Um, well, yeah. I mean, um, everybody enjoyed the game, enjoyed the commercials, enjoyed the game, enjoyed the halftime show, enjoyed the game. You know, um, um, should be a good game regardless of who wins. Um, hoping for a good competitive rumble. Um, and, you know, I think after looking at Train's email, we will probably do, I think we'll, we'll, we'll come back next week and do a show. And then I think we'll take a little bit of hiatus. Um, and, um, I'm not going to say when we'll definitely be back for free agency, but we may come back a little sooner than free agency, depending on what goes on, but we'll, we'll probably take a little hiatus. We have been going for about, uh, 24, 25 weeks straight. So we're going to take a little break after next week's show. But, um, hey, we will be back to talk um, big NFL news that may come up um, and definitely free agency and, of course, draft. And the next thing you know, I mean, you know, we'll be gamping up training camp and we'll be right back looking for uh, uh, this to happen all over again. So, But but for now, let's talk about the game. Let's enjoy the game. Um and, um, you know, as we say, uh, this is the ultimate feud to be settled on the field. So everybody enjoy the game. For Dr. Train, for K-Star, for JB, we will see you back here next week, Tuesday night, to talk about who won Super Bowl 50. Good night, everybody. <laughs>